we're going to be talking about money. How we have none of it. <laughs> this is this is a plea. <laughs> Let me sell my soul to the devil. Why should I pay to apply for jobs? Imagine seeing a West End show every week. Fucking hell, you'd be bankrupt. Have you ever had that moment where you've gone, oh, maybe I should go into full-time work again? Right then, folks. What'll it be? Hello, little children. It is I, Scarlet, back from the deep, dark depths of life. How are you all? I hope you're good. It's great to hear you or not hear you, as the case is, again. Every time, every time you say it's great to hear you, oh no, we can't hear you, great to see you, no, we can't see you, because but you can't see us, but oh, you can hear us, so it's great for you to hear us. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, you bitch. Um, anyway, while David is being a bitch, as per usual, because that's just his personality trait. Um, Today, (laughs) on this fine, bright morning um, that you also can't see, we will be talking (laughs) about... Oh, I have to edit that sip out or am I keeping it in? You can keep it in, I don't care. It makes me sound wise. Wise slurper. (laughs) Um, Oh. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we're recording in the morning. Oh my God. Um, I guess you're on the water because you're boring. I am on the water, yes. I haven't got anything else in. That's the poor actor. Poor actor can't afford even <laughs> even a drop of squash. Um, <laughs> well, we have we have squash in, but I recently brushed my teeth and I was like, oh, I don't want to drink squash and then it'll be all. Bleh, I brushed my teeth in the last week. I don't want dilute juice. Um, so <laughs> some people it's going off topic. Some people we haven't even started. Some people brush their teeth first thing in the morning and. It got mentioned to me, oh, it's supposed to be better for your teeth. But then if you brush your teeth first thing in the morning, the next thing you do is eat breakfast. And then, you know, you've got a mintiness while you're eating your cornflakes or your bacon or eggs or whatever. I just do it whenever suits me. I'm quite partial to a toothbrush while in the shower. So if I happen to have a shower before I've eaten breakfast, those toothy pegs are getting brushed. And then I will consume my breakfast. But... Generally, my breakfast consists of Rice Krispies, which are not the most tasty of things, and therefore a little mintiness just makes them sort of aero-flavoured. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, anyway, before you rudely interrupted me with your toothbrushing antics, <laughs> I will be drinking a cup of tea, so we'll call this Two Actors Walk Into a Café Bar. Um... A cafe bar. <laughs> you sound like an old person. Let's go to one of those cafe bars, darling. That all the young, hip people are talking about. Um, and, I mean, speaking of David's having to drink nothing but water, we're going to be talking about money. Money, 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 money. Money makes the world go round. Um, and <laughs> how we have none of it. <laughs> this is this is a plea to give us some money. <laughs> uh, the donation links in my bio. Um, no, many Although don't. I might get that's a subject I might get onto later, but I don't know. I've definitely got more money now than I had a year ago, but you have to do more now, and therefore oh, yeah. the money does not go as far. Whereas it would just sit sort of shallowly in my account before. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, because we're both, you know, self-employed. And I found, because I work, you know, doing Deliveroo-ing, Deliveroo-ing, <laughs> is that I found that, you know, the busiest times are obviously your evenings and weekends. So it's like, oh, I could go out on the weekend, but then I'm missing out on potentially making over 100 quid in the space of five hours. And I should probably do that. Mm. So, Yeah, I suppose that's the them bills you have to pay. People have to make it work one way or another, don't they? It's like... My parents spoke about, so on the money topic, so my parents mm. were married in 1983, just to give listeners an idea of their sort of age. I mean, they were 19 when they got married, so there you go, make it up for yourselves, mathematicians. Um, Quick maths, go. <laughs> Email in to actorspodcastoutlook.com. Their first house cost them, I think it was £18,500. Bargain. Now... That just blows most people's minds because ultimately that's that's not even much of a deposit these days. That'll be a monthly rent in about two years' time. <laughs> but like in order to do that, they had to work like three jobs each. Mm. And I'm not going to lie. All right, Liam and I don't have a house and we're fucking 24. But I can't imagine him taking up another job. <laughs> do you know what I mean? People just don't do that. Mm. I mean... I've probably got about three or four jobs that all happen amongst each other. But I don't, do you know what I mean? For self-employed people, it's not like you can work an extra job like you would work an extra job if you had a PAYE job or like a, like a regular nine to five and then you'd take on maybe evening work or weekend work. But mm. self-employed just try to salvage every little penny that comes their way. They're like, yes, please, I'll do it. <laughs> Let me sell my soul to the devil. One thing I find quite difficult working as an actor self-employed, and this isn't the case with all of them, um, but like, you know, you'll do a job and if, it, if you're lucky, it'll be an acting job and it's quite well paid. But then you've got to wait fucking ages to actually get the money. And it's like, oh, bugger. Mm. It's funny, actually, most recently, the quickest people to pay me have been students. <laughs> really? Yeah. Just to set the record straight, people. They're not all little swindlers. <laughs> <laughs> I've never I've never actually been sort of done by one. I think I maybe had to prompt one, but they were literally mm. sending me £20, so it wasn't like it was the earth anyway. But um, Send it in the post. Yeah. I've even been overpaid by students recently. How lovely. They probably have deliberately to... Deliberately or accidentally? No, deliberately. Okay, that's fine. They probably have to... Because if they're to... listening, they'll be like, hang on, what? No, no, I... <laughs> I've, overpaid her? I've thanked them for overpayment, so I, I've made it clear to them. Like, is this your fuck up or mine? <laughs> um, but yeah, they're like... I mean, goodwill gesture, I don't know, but they... Like, they did it as a thanks. They later explained, oh. but... I I would have assumed, I don't know, maybe my morals as a student were a bit out of whack because if we'd have been given a big fat budget and a degree to price with an actor, I don't think I'd have been sending them more. I'd have been like, that'll feed me for the week. I don't think you're supposed to do that. This is a real insight into your character. <laughs> well, quite. That's what I mean. No, I think because you would have to obviously have like a budget report and show the university what exactly you're spending yeah i mean on. and that makes sense because that was what liam said to me unless you're you like, know cooking the books a bit there scarlet <laughs> you know i wouldn't have known how <laughs> although i never had to employ like wasn't ever part of my course to 
employ anybody else or do anything externally so I just didn't have any idea of how that worked because they they run fundraisers and stuff I suppose they have to prove that it goes towards the cause as opposed to Mm. because I mean they they paid like so much money for this puppet and it was really great but I I would have thought that because they paid that out of their own pocket before like the Indiegogo thing finished or anything like that. Mm. And I assumed they'd every last penny would have gone back to paying themselves back for that. Um, So hence, hence I was like, so like, wow, that's that's really kind because I know that you had other stuff to pay for. That wasn't me. Isn't it weird when doing like productions and stuff, there will just be that one random item that is really expensive and was this puppet a was this puppet a recurring character? Or was it only used in like one scene? Um, it was fairly recurring. Okay, but yeah. you never got to see it in its full because it had puppet arms and stuff. So you only really got like a <laughs> glimpse of its leg, its foot, its face. Yeah. But when you you actually got to see it, obviously I got to see all of the puppet. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> um. <laughs> at one point I was like laughing with the special effects artists who were saying I think it would be better I think they should do a sequel and um, and you could run because they'd named this puppet thing Reggie I'm not joking you it looked like oh sorry I crunched something with my foot because um, that sounds weird like I'm just treading on what's it's here um, it, I, I just sort of kicked a bag that was all anyway no need to explain Um <laughs> no, you should. What do you mean? What? There's like a. Do you normally just tread what's it's into the carpet? No, but I said, oh, that sounded like a crunch under my foot, and and I, and I thought that sounds like oh, you're just treading on crisps, but it, it is in fact a Percy Pig bag for life that I just kicked, and that was the crunch. <laughs> he he is the culprit, Percy old pig. Um. Anyway, back onto topic. Uh, so the special effects artists were like, oh, they should so do a sequel, way, um, like a romantic comedy with you and Reggie. So they'd named this puppet. I'm not joking you. It was like a three foot five underdeveloped fetus. That's what it looked is this, like. Is this the, the, the student film you did where you had an eye and a fetus pulled out of yourself and there was a lot of blood and gore and prosthetics? I didn't have the fetus pulled out. <laughs> there was lots of blood and gore and insinuation. But never did I once actually have anything pulled out of me. And anyway, it was a really sad story. Not to be giggled at, David. I don't know if I can watch it because I saw on your Instagram story um, you with like, it, it looks like you're missing an eye. And the prosthetics looked really good. Mm. But I was just like, yeah, no, can't deal with eyes. Those special effects artists are so talented. Like, I don't know. I I hadn't worked with said professionals before and they they were they were one they were so lovely i mean if they'd have been assholes maybe i wouldn't have been so fond of them but they were really really <laughs> nice and um like kept me company which i didn't realize was part of the job description but they did um and like there's one thing doing art on a piece of paper but to literally make art on somebody's face because it changes mm. every time doesn't it the contour of everyone like they kept saying like because you have a really small face. <laughs> so obviously they'd made eyes and stuff previously t- to fit me, then realised that like they were a bit baggy and I didn't fit. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot more in it than I think anybody who's not otherwise 
been within that field would sort of give credit for. But it was very, very clever. Um, even is this film coming out, or is it? Well, by the time this this episode comes out, it might have it will probably been finished. Will it be available anywhere? Do you know? I don't or know. Just... I don't know whether it's doing the festivaly circuit thing, but I've never really known much about what film students have to do in order to. There was sort of chit chat of that and the fact that I'd just be getting a copy. So unless I find out officially where it's being sent, but mm. but they didn't sort of note that necessarily. Um, but they were talking about doing more stuff in the summer, more filming. So And it's local as well. You don't mm. have to travel all the way up to London. No, no. Yeah, it's just Southampton. So lovely. What? Where was I going with that? I can't think. Oh, yes. So we spoke about water and you've just had a little sip. So the special effects artist, this is a bit of a random side line, but I think you all need to know because I was so wowed by it. Um, Mm. So they were Norwegian students. um, And so they'd studied in Norway, in Oslo, and then had come over to Southampton as Mm. part of their course. um, And... We were sat there one day and like eating the catered food and and the drink and they had like bottles of Nestle Pure Life water. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have name dropped. Scrap that. They had other brands of water are available. <laughs> they so they had bottled water and one of them started sipping it and they were like, you know, it's giving me a bit of a gurgly belly. I don't think I should have any more. And I'm like, sorry, <laughs> being nosy Scarlet that I am, mm. I was like, well, how come? Is it because like it? Like we're, we don't, if I go on holiday, I don't generally drink the tap water in any other European countries because you're sort of warned that it might give you a bad belly. I mean, I think my brother and sister-in-law ate salad in Egypt and were pretty ill because of the water it had been washed in. Um, <laughs> so Is that libelous against Egypt? I don't know. I think we're fine. <laughs> so... I think that's quite a, a known thing, isn't it? You just don't drink the water from another country for for sake of your bowels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I said, like, oh, is it because you can't drink water? And then I was like, oh, but it's bottled. It wasn't like they were drinking from the tap. So they then tell me that they're looking at the, the back of the bottle, uh, at the ingredients in a bottle of water. Like, I mean, call me naive, but what the fuck? I thought it might be... It should just be water, mm. unless it's flavoured. Yeah, so they're, like, I've obviously just never looked in my life. Anyway, they're reading the things out, and they're like, so our our water in Norway isn't chemically treated in any way. The chlorine level is under 1%. Mm. I was like, oh, okay. And what is it on that bottle of water? <laughs> oh, 14.6. What the fuck? So that's oh, wow. what makes them so poorly. And then, because they're not tolerant to it. So when they first came here... They couldn't even wash in it. It gave them hives and stuff. Um, our our tap water. So the only the only water they can drink is Highland Spring, um, because the chlorine levels are the lowest that they can get hold of in this country. There, I think was, I think that was still like seven point something. I, I, that just blew my mind. That literally blew my mind. Ugh. I'm going to Norway, people. <laughs> if you're Norwegian and have been affected by the water in the United Kingdom, email twoactorspodcast at outlook.com. Ooh. That's grim. You just think, oh, it's water, it's, it's water, it's, it's, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. But no, it's all chemically enhanced to, I don't know, make us conform. <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> I was going to go with give us cancer, but I don't know if that's more morbid or less. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
<laughs> he can't help you now, people. Um, <laughs> Christ. <laughs> so, like, with these students, like, do they get given a budget by the university or do they have to... You mentioned something about an Indiegogo. Yeah. So are so... they just told... I know that in some, like, the bigger film schools in London, they actually get given some money. Mm, see, to... I think they had a budget um, that they'd been given by the uni and yeah. then anything they thought wasn't going to cover it, they had they they were advised to set up some sort of fundraiser because if anybody did want to contribute, then why not get more money towards it if you can sort of thing mm. so i think they'd made they'd made a like a couple of thousand i think which is quite good really a couple of thousand mm. fucking hell that's amazing i know how how <laughs> i need to know how there was another um so i think that on their particular course you can either do like your final major project which is like a short feature or mm. you can do some sort of like concept so you make a film or part of a film, but really you want you want to expand on that film and, and make it full length. And... It's kind of like make a pitch then. Yeah, yeah. Of like a sizzle reel or proof of concept or something yeah, like that. Yeah, proof of concept, that sort of yeah. thing. So they um, there was another group that they were sort of quite friendly with and that's what they were doing rather than an FMP. And um, apparently they... they Got, they had thousands and thousands from their fundraiser. But where? What? How? Fuck knows. Where do they get? Who pays this money? I don't know. I feel like even if you said you were doing the race for life or something, you'd be lucky to be chucked two quid by your mate. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I've been trying to raise money yet again for. Uh, well, by the time this comes out, it would have happened for this year. But for my play, Aop Hitler with Gamma Ray Theatre. Because once again, the Arts Council rejected our funding application. But then again, they seem to be rejecting everyone. For those that don't know, the Arts Council is like National Lottery funded. And they, you know, you can apply for a project grant to get some money towards putting on something theatrical or artistic or anything. Why did you sound like fucking Alan Rickman then? Artistic. <laughs> Artistic and theatrical, Mr. Potter. <laughs> but then la- last year we set up a crowdfunder, or it was a coffee page, K-O-F-I, and the whole thing is buy us a coffee and blah, blah, blah. Mm. It's really not important, I'm rambling. Um, but I set up a crowdfunder and we had people donate and we got a few hundred quid, but that helped cover props, costume, publicity, programmes and stuff like that. And then I set one up again for the tour this year, and at the time of recording, we've made a tenner. <laughs> oh, wow, really? That's weird. I think it's because, obviously, like, it's times are tough and everything. Mm. People having to tighten their belts all over the shop. That's true. Um, even if you're in government, because you're being fined 50 quid for breaking the law. <laughs> <laughs> Topical political satire. Um, and I think if people have donated once before, it's like, well, why would I donate again? So it's very tricky. So... How the fuck these students managed to get thousands? Yeah, uh, can can barely make a tenner. Right then, mate. After the same again. The music is pulsating. The atmosphere is intoxicating. We welcome you to a vision of the 80s urban nightlife. 
to stagnites and Hindus, to drunken crying girls and gallons of booze. We four bouncers will illustrate the sort of thing that happens late in every city and every town when the pubs are shut and the beer's been down. Black Box Theatre Company are back with the hilarious and iconic comedy Bouncers, which is touring across the south of England this summer. For a full list of tour dates and to book your tickets, head to www.blackboxtheatrecompany.com Some people think that there's only two levels. There's professional means the West End Mm. and then... Then there's just the small stuff is amateur when really it's not. Yeah. Um, there's a whole different variations of professional theatre and stuff, and obviously you've got like the the pub theatre scene in London, which is a lot of a lot smaller venues and smaller shows, but it's still professional. Mm. It costs a fuck ton of money. Speaking of West End, though, I really want to see Jerusalem. Um, oh yes desperately Mark so. Rylance is back mm. and um, Mackenzie Crook which like I don't know what you think of his work but I I feel he oh, I love I love Mackenzie Crook I think people just because his main big role was well people probably think oh Pirates of the Caribbean but he's done loads obviously The Office he was amazing in that mm. and I really like um, his show, The Detectorist. Yes, yeah. I was just yeah, going to say that. Yeah, it's great that he does with Toby Jones. Yeah. It's such a good show. That's actually probably one of my... It, oh, I suppose it's sort of technically a bit more mundane, but that's probably one of my favourite things he's done. But yeah, mm. I I was going to say it like that. I really want to see that. And I was having a look the other night at um, prices of tickets. <laughs> <laughs> God. And I mean, if you go in the week, you're looking at about 40 quid. But then... Oh, bargain. <laughs> uh, well, compared to the fucking, I think I, I looked at, um, I might have been a Friday night, something like that, which was like 95. And then if you just look for tickets on, uh, I can't think what the platform is. I want to say it's like something like Via Gogo. Anybody who's listening, please do not, no matter how fucking desperate you are to see a show or a comedian or a tribute or whatever, musical you name it do not buy tickets from via gogo i am going to make i don't care they sue me fucking sue me don't (laughs) don't buy them don't buy them because it's the amount of people that come into the theater that i work in and they've paid hundreds of pounds for a ticket that was sold at face value for 27 pound and and then you have to tell you have to turn them away and it's it's cruel. It's cruel because, like you said earlier, people don't have a lot of money at the moment. People are tightening their belts. So if you are mm. going to splash out on somebody's birthday or like your partner's, like your anniversary or something like that, say they really like a particular, like this was comedians in particular because they were sold out. They were sold out three years ago when they went on sale in the theatre. It was only for the fact that they've been rescheduled so many times mm. that people were only just like, oh, crap, so-and-so's on at this theatre. Um see if we can get tickets well they've been sold out for years and so there's literal bots on that website i'm sure of it and and it's it's fucking scarlet's views do not represent those of me or to welcome to a bar podcast (laughs) in case you get sued (laughs) just sue scarlet you'll get nothing from her because neither of us have any money so for example we had a um 
a big name musician on at the theatre. And if you couldn't make the performance anymore or you wanted to resell your tickets because the theatre that I work at doesn't actually have a platform of which you can do that, they, this particular musician's production company advised a, a website called Twickets. Again, I've never used it. I've never used Viagogo. There may be some legit stuff on there. It's it's getting a bad rep locally because of there's there's some scammers on there. So be vigilant, people. Maybe use the website, but just keep an eye out and don't assume everybody's a turkey and is in fact a chicken. What? I don't know. I was trying to think of something profound. <laughs> Heaven forbid, Scarlett. <laughs> so you, you obviously... Sense. You work in a theatre that's obviously local to the the south yes. as opposed to, to London. Mm-hmm. What would you say the average ticket price is to see, let's just say, a, a, a touring professional show? Because I know a lot of shows that have been on in the West End will tour to venues, you know, mm-hmm. down here. I've seen, I remember I've seen the play that goes wrong at that theatre and it was it was really good. I'm pretty sure I got either free or reduced tickets because we knew someone in the cast. Mm-hmm. So I don't know exactly how much it was to see it. But how much on average is it? So I reckon average ticket prices, it ranges a lot, but I'm going to stick the average at somewhere like £30, I think. Because some okay. of some of it's like very reasonable. Mm. But likewise, I can't get a real... A def- for, for this point in time, an average for this point in time, because like I say, we've got a lot of tickets that were sold at a certain price three years ago, and now they'd actually probably be a bit more expensive. The most expensive stuff I have noticed is sort of um, Strictly Come Dancing's professionals. Their, their tickets to see them do something, dance presumably, um, <laughs> <laughs> is very expensive. And if you can arrange a meet and greet as well, which... They actually tend to cancel now because of COVID. Um, see, all of this still sounds really cheap in comparison well, to mm, if you want to go see a play in the West End yeah. in London. It, but then you get people calling up that live locally to the theatre I work at and they ask uh, like prices for to come and see whatever show. And if you tell them like £46, they're then like totting that up in their head. They want to bring their partner. You're looking at £100... And then you've got to get there and the parking mm. and perhaps dinner as well, should you need it. Um, and and it's an expensive little night out for a theatre that you may only live like a few miles from. Yeah. Whereas actually, I think some people would see it, and I don't advocate this because I, I want all theatres to stay alive. Um, <laughs> mm. But I do think some people look at it like, well, if I'm going to spend that much to see a show that locally to me, then I'll spend a little bit more and make a day of it and go up to London. Which is sad, but just the way some people see the world. When I, because I'm Hampshire born and bred, I've lived down here all my life. Um, but there was always this like gleaming image of London to me and being like, oh, imagine living in London. You could, you know, get on the tube and do your work or whatever. And then you could catch a, catch a show in the evening. And mm. I just assumed that everyone who lived in London was just going to the theatre all the time, whether it was to see shows on the West End or see a pub theatre show or see a edgy basement dwelling thing under a train station. I don't know. Um, and then when I met Hannah, who lived in London when I met her, that was not the case because 
if you're especially if you're an actor living in london you're trying to work all the time to get money mm. and it's so expensive to do anything but i just like there's loads of shows like you know you've mentioned jerusalem i'd love to see that but i just think no point i'm not going to be able to afford it mm. i'm not going to be able to afford to see uh, all the various musicals that are on or big stage shows in london because it's so expensive and if you have a look at like and the tickets get snapped up like that yeah and then the only ones that you think are available and if you go on like you know ticket booking websites and it says ah from 28 quid (laughs) oh that's a bargain and then you look and there's one ticket available for 28 quid and it's about 500 miles away from the stage (laughs) where you're going to be on one of those seats which is like you feel like you're falling over into the stage it's like oh my god i thought you were going to say that's a baby in arms ticket (laughs) 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 <laughs> just to bring your pushchair in it's going to cost you that <laughs> how funny um, well it's not funny it's a fucking pain in the ass. but I think maybe the more indie stuff is easy, more easily accessible for people actually living in London which is why it carries on because imagine imagine seeing a West End show every week fucking hell you'd be bankrupt but like you say again you're probably trying to work every hour under the sun so whether there's time for that even pop mm. into the pub at for eight do you know what i mean who knows what time you get home you're fucking knackered you've got to get ready for the next day at work yeah all those sorts of things life just kind of gets in the way a bit doesn't it and obviously if you don't live in london if you want to see a show you have to as you said make a day of it Mm -hmm. so you'd have to pay for the train travel and train fares are fucking ridiculous and they're delayed bloody southwestern railway uh sue me (laughs) you know it's true you know it's true then you have to get to know and you probably you know you're gonna have to have food out um so you've got to go to a restaurant and and eat and obviously all the restaurants near the theaters in the west end have hiked up their prices because they're going to be popular uh and obviously you want to have a few drinks and everything and then you go and see a show and then by the time it's probably quite late as well so it's like oh it's probably too late to get the last train home get a hotel hotel prices are sky high as well for near a theatre too sorry for the whistling into the mic and yeah and then suddenly it's like oh shit now i need to remortgage my house i mean not that i know that i'm a self-employed actor i'm not gonna have a mortgage oh christ <laughs> Uh, we can dream my honey we can dream speaking of though i had assumed and been told by older wiser grayer more experienced actors um that the possible grayer (laughs) who have you insulted i don't know let let them fathom that for themselves there'll be no name dropping from me um that it's not really well there's there's quite the possibility for Liam and I wanting to be homeowners because oh, he's got a real job yeah that <laughs> <laughs> that there is a likelihood that mortgage advisors will say pretend scarlet doesn't exist yeah <laughs> 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 uh, but I mean, then you don't have to pay more. You get a single person discount on your council tax. We pretend you don't exist. Brilliant. <laughs> um, but I mean, I thought I I had assumed that would be the way it would go, just because I thought, well, they've been there, done that, on the t-shirt. Um, what well, we have spoken to an advisor, and she was sort of more concerned about the fact that I have mixed employment status than anything else. It wasn't like nah. Turf her off. <laughs> Turf her yeah, off. Put her in the Anderson shelter and pretend she's a nobody. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, I, because I, I just thought that it would sort of diminish Liam's status because I am me. <laughs> God, <laughs> how self-deprecating did that sound? But anybody who is you weren't even talking to the mortgage advisor at that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyone that's that's in our anybody that's in my situation, you might have known it a little more when you were full time, but. Mm. I think most people will realize, will know that like if if you're with somebody who's got a job job, yeah, it, it sort of it, it takes the shine off of their job job because you're living the dream. <laughs> ah, what a sad sad world we live in. That that sentence is is like oh yeah yeah I get it. Have you ever had that moment where you've gone oh maybe I should go into full time work again so that well I say it again have you ever done full time no. work. No, you haven't, have you? Nope. So you've not really... Uh, but have you ever had that sudden, like, worry of, God, oh, fuck, this is... the Why am I doing... Oh, I should... I'll, I'll just go into full-time work. Then at least I'll be safe. I won't be happy, but I'll be. I'll have a steady mm. income and it'll be all fine. So I, all through my teenage years, had assumed I, I would end up with a very just sort of stable, settled job. Like, I was speaking to some friends of... Liam and ours, uh, Liam and Liam and ours, <laughs> mine and Liam's, and um, they were like, "You were supposed to be married by the time you were twenty-four, weren't you?" I was like, "Yeah." Who thought? Like, what fucking planet was I living on, thinking we'd be settled at twenty-four? <laughs> I literally twenty-four. Thought, Christ. Yeah, I I really thought we'd have everything in order, and and life would be like it is in the films. Well, it's not. <laughs> um, sorry to break your dreams, any young honeys that are listening. Um, <laughs> but. I, d- I don't think I don't think that would have made me happy at all. If I'd have just gone and got some like well or reasonably paid admin job or something, some office based work, I would have been a miserable bitch, and he probably wouldn't have stayed with me anyway. Um- <laughs> this is just to point out that if you are happy in your office based job, that is absolutely fine. But oh, absolutely, we, we just aren't wired that way. Lockdown did it to me. I was looking at stuff that I was qualified. So for a long time. My first two years at uni, I wholeheartedly believed that I would need a full-time, steady-income job and I would act on the side in my spare time. <laughs> what spare time would I have had? And so I wanted yeah. to go into publishing. And that was had, was therefore my intention right until I was like, ah, okay, maybe I don't want to do that. Um, maybe I Maybe I would just be settling for what mm. everybody else wants me to do as suppose or not everybody else actually because my parents are very like it, it was them that pushed me towards pursuing I don't know sounds really up my own ass but like an occupation related to my talents as opposed to what mm. data I could input into a computer that sort of thing but come the lockdowns I was looking at these jobs that were like paying nearly 40 grand and I was qualified enough to do them Really? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to sound so surprised. Like, really? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, like... Thir- 40 grand? Th- well, 37. And they were remote. They were fucking remote jobs. I was like, starting salary for what I for what I have achieved in my few years. Um, I just couldn't believe it. And I was like, what, what am I playing at? Like, I'm just going to make our lives as a couple a lot harder. Mm. by doing something I love um, and naturally yeah I mean that's not so true because had I have jumped into that I'd have been a miserable bitch and not 
not worth spending any time with anyway. And then you'd had to use up all of your annual leave uh, when you were hired to do a black box theatre company show. <laughs> and then you have no annual leave left. And then when another show comes up, you'd have to either not do the show or quit the job, which is exactly the position I found myself yeah. in. But I made the right decision. I can remember when I first met you thinking, ah, he's got it. He's got it made there. Like lo- <laughs> loads of money. Ah, no one ever thinks that. Um, and, uh, and then I the sort down. of started thinking to myself, Actually, when's there any time for David? Because if he uses all of his annual leave on a tour or a couple of tours mm. or like a couple of bit work pieces acting wise and then a tour, there's no time for him to get away for a short break. Not even particularly like fancy abroad, but like you wouldn't have even been able to fucking take a trip to Cornwall. Like there's just been no time <laughs> off. Yeah, I did. It, I ran myself into the ground. It was 2020 was the real kicker when I was like, even though I was working from home, it was the sudden realisation of, Christ, I'm shattered because I'm working. And then after I work, I'm then going to do a play. But that is still work mm. because I am, you know. I thought I had it made. I thought because I had flexible hours, I was like, I've got it down. I can do both. Mm. But then then my work changed their policy on flexible working. And it was like, you're not actually supposed to build up flexi time. It's only if you have to build it up. And I was like, oh, but I've been allowed to the past, you know, two or three years to build up flexi time mm. to have time off. And I now don't have any time off left. So, yeah. Sayonara. <laughs> <laughs> Another one for you, sir. This podcast is sponsored by WeAudition.com. WeAudition.com is a revolutionary website with loads of fantastic and useful resources for all you wonderful actors out there. On WeAudition, you can find a rehearsal or self-tape partner instantly, audition and take general meetings on video chat, get career advice from a wide range of industry professionals, and you can even earn money for rehearsing with other actors. So for all the listeners of Two Actors Walk Into a Bar, we've got a cheeky little voucher for you. Everybody loves a voucher, don't they? It's 25% off a pro membership. Two Actors, 25. T-W-O-A-C-T-O-R-S, 25. Shazam! Speaking of jobs, now, this is something that I've... I don't... I feel like I accepted it when I first started, you know, pursuing professional acting. But now I'm like, hang on a sec, why the fuck are we doing this? If... If you're a normal person and you're looking for a job, you'll go on a job hunting website such as Indeed. I can see the smile on your face, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm getting at. You go on Indeed or Total Jobs or, I don't know, Facebook. I think you can even go on Facebook and apply for jobs now. Mm. And um, you pay, hang on, let me just do the maths, uh, carry the two, um, uh, subtract the 100. <laughs> and uh, You pay nothing. You pay nothing to apply for a job, uh, which is good because, you know, if you're looking for work, chances are you might not be in work. You might not have any income. So to be able to apply for a job where you don't need to pay money Mm. is great. Whereas if you're an actor and you want to make any mark in the professional acting world, you need to ideally pay, pay for not one, but two casting websites in terms of Mandy and definitely Spotlight. Like, if you want an agent, you have to be on Spotlight. Even if you don't get any jobs on the website, you still need to pay annually or monthly. (sighs) And then, you know, 
if you just rely on Spotlight, well, that's not going to work because so you have to go on Mandy to apply for your own work. And it's like you have to pay so much money for it. And it's so ridiculous. It makes this whole profession we're doing quite elitist because the only way to make a mark on it is to actually pay. I mean, there are free websites like Star Now, but those jobs are quite small scale. You're not going to get much on there. So you should go to Mandy and you get, you know, certain level of jobs on there and that's fine. But if you want the really big stuff, you should be on Spotlight. But then even then, you're not going to get the really, really big stuff. You're not going to get, you know, Marvel hiring, you know, <laughs> for the next superhero through Spotlight or anything. Um, so, yeah, what do you think about the fact that you have to pay to get jobs as an actor? Whereas any other profession, any other job website, you don't have to. So I've seen a lot of discussion on this so we're talking so say mandy and spotlight as an example you're getting up to about 400 pounds then for for a yearly subscription to both and that's if you pay for both up front rather than monthly they'll probably end up being a bit more expensive otherwise if you do it one yeah, monthly three four hundred although fuck knows prices might have gone up might be 500 by next year mm. so yeah we'll say nearing like 350 probably Somewhere around yeah. there. So that's that's one one lot of outgoing. Then every mm. two years you're expected to update your headshots. Yes. And that comes at a minimum unless you can get your mum to do some really fancy pictures on your iPhone. Um, <laughs> you're looking <laughs> at paying a minimum f- from a professional reputable photographer somewhere between... 180 and 850 depending on what package you go for how many hours how many outfits how many positions (laughs) um how many retouches (laughs) that adds to the cost as well yeah so you've got that if you want to pay for footage for your showreel then you need to find the money of which to update that fairly regularly in case you look changes or anything like that Um, and it's a lot for a showreel it's like what Probably fucking 450 quid for 10 minutes. Oh, like two minutes. If you want a decent set of footage that looks good. So a lot of us rely... That's why we do student films a lot of the time, mm-hmm. we, to get footage for the showreel. But then again, you're taking a punt with them of whether that it's good or not. Yeah, that could be a big take up of your time, which actually doesn't sort of... No footage comes to fruition that you'd actually want to use. So if you if you paid for Mandy and Spotlight and let's say two showreel scenes that are decent you know quality footage and show you off and and you know headshots usually that package only covers two headshots you have to pay an additional additional maybe 20 or 40 quid to get you know an extra one or two or something because i've got five and i'm pretty sure it was like i paid for the session it was two headshots two variations and then i paid an extra 20 quid uh, per headshot and I got three extras that was another 60 so you're paying for all of that mm. and you need to be on equity because it, you know it covers you for you know if you something goes wrong or whatever you hope to not to use equity it's like any insurance you hope not to use it but it's good to have mm. so I'll, I'll let I'll let equity I'll let you have that <laughs> <laughs> but if you paid for all of that how fucking much does that yeah, come up to yeah you're, you're totting up to like getting on for like two two grand and i mean all right you you don't have to update the headshots all the time but 
I mean, if you change your hair colour quite often, then you might want to. Um, mm. Or just go along and maybe just get a refresh or something like that. It depends. It, it's just, it is a big outgoing. Um, and then you've got to actually think about finding the time. When you're not trying to work to make up that money, you've got to find the time to find more work as you finish another job or all those sorts of things. You might need to apply for agents. So time and money, it it is mm. full-time. There's no doubt about that. It is full-time, self-employed or not. And you might not be being paid full-time, but the the job itself is. Yeah, that's the hard thing. A full-time job, you're getting paid full-time, whereas mm. self-employed, you have to work full-time, but you're not getting paid. Mm. That's the hard thing. And I just don't understand. I accepted it before. I was like, oh, yeah, you've got to pay for Mandy. Oh, but if you really want to make a proper go, you've got to be on Spotlight and get a Spotlight for an agent. Okay, yeah, 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 you've got to pay that. Because back then I was working full time and I had the, the savings to, to cover that. Mm. But now I'm like, I'm seeing that my Mandy subscription's coming up again. And I'm like, oh, I get, oh fucking hell. And I'm just like, why? Why should I fucking pay this much? Why should I pay to apply for jobs? Mm. It seems counterintuitive. You shouldn't have to. And then, again, the the argument with, um, say, drama schools and universities charging an audition fee. Um, Oh, yeah. So Mm. that... It's all a bit tricky. And the argument against what you're saying is anybody could pose as an a professional actor unless we had those those monetary terms <laughs> but not just that something like spotlight yeah you have to pay what last time i checked it was nearing it was about 180 something like that for the year but you have to prove to get mandy yeah. anyone can join you have to prove on spotlight that you're actually working professionally yeah and that you've got x y and z as credits so so if surely those credits you think that would have been enough, but it's not. Do you know what I mean? Mm. There are terms to which you have to abide in order to be able to join that website. That is surely what stops anybody posing as an mm. actor. But no, you have to pay a, a sum of money as well. Where Mandy is, where there's there can be issues. We've spoken about it before. Well, people can Mandy's join. Mandy's a good place if you want to start off Mandy's a good place because you can apply for opportunities. Yeah. So that is the only thing you don't have to pay for on Mandy's you can apply for non-paid yeah. work like the odd student films and that gets you start if you're starting off into professional acting and whatnot. And I think I think Mandy's great. I know people have mixed mixed reviews on it and what have you but it's great for people starting out. It's just the not having to prove yourself to have done anything or be anyone in particular means that people you people can pay the fee and join and pose as an employer and exploit people which is mm. the sort of the that edge of the sword is a bit wrong <laughs> but i don't know how that, that other than being reporting those people when people like when actors suspect there's something dodgy going on i don't know how you would wheedle that out i think you can sometimes pick up on warning signs and it's also knowing your worth a little bit as well like i got messaged by someone on mandy saying and i always i when i always know i always see the warning sign whenever i get messaged on mandy going hey i saw your profile we think you'd be a perfect fit for this project and they lay out all the details of the project 
but they omit the price. And I'm like, hmm, this is, sounds like it's going to be unpaid and I can't afford to do that. So then I go back to them and go, all sounds good. What's the pay? And it's like, uh, que pasa? <laughs> <laughs> but I had one com- one guy message on Mandy and it was like, it was for a modeling shoot to promote a new hotel that was going to, um, that was going to open in the Portsmouth area. And it was just a hundred quid. And I said, okay, what's the usage fee? And they were like, uh-uh, what do you mean? And I was like, no, the usage fee. So, you know, the hundred quid is the basic studio fee. And then you've also got to pay me for the usage of my image. And they were like, oh no, it's just a hundred quid and your image will be used in perpetuity. And I'm like, so you would own my image forever and I would just get a hundred quid. <laughs> but the thing is, and, and so I obviously rejected them. And then they tried to get in touch with my agent as well, even though I'd already said no. But the thing is, someone will go 100 quid, 100 quid, I'll take it. Yeah. And then that means that these kind of borderline scammers will be able to keep getting actors and then they own their image forever. And so if that actor then got a really high paid gig working in a commercial, if their image is already being used in perpetuity somewhere else, that would that could potentially affect a rather high-paid job working um, for, I don't know, a proper company like, I don't know, Nestle Water. <laughs> <laughs> Got to include that now because I brought it back. I think we shouldn't have to pay for Mandy or Spotlight because no other job website makes you pay. Just put adverts on it. Get your money from adverts. It's fine. I'd rather that. I'd rather see, you know, you know, GIFs on the side of the screen promoting the next marvel (laughs) film or nestle water i don't mind i'd rather that i'd rather an advert at the bottom of my cv than me having to pay hundreds every year to not get any jobs through spotlight (laughs) that's last orders at the bar please last orders at the bar i think we've had our say money makes the world go around. Do you, re- do you know mm. one thing before we go? And I've seen people like say this maybe in like interviews or speeches or stuff. People going, money can't buy you happiness. Money doesn't make you happy. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Yes, it does. You're only saying that because you've got money and you're miserable. I'm miserable <laughs> and have no money. I need the money and then I won't be miserable. And it stops you being it. Uh, I hate that people uh-huh. say that. I think my parents have always gone with the money can't buy you happiness, but it sure does fucking help. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a very, you know, insightful way to end the episode. Very profound, which is rare for us. I feel like we should end very quickly before you ruin it by saying something filthy or dodgy or something. Shut up, McCulcock. Too late. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye, cherubs. <laughs> Bye-bye. Lots of love. What are you two still doing here? Go on, sling your hook. See you later, Davey boy. See you later, Scarlotta. We'd like to give a massive thanks to Rotaries for our soundtrack and to Megan Siggers for our artwork. And an even bigger thanks to all of you choosing to listen to us waffle on. Find us on all social media platforms and make sure to subscribe to us because we're actors. We need validation.